It's Your Health Radio, a special podcast series presented by Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Welcome to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and I invite you to listen as we discuss COVID-19 and heart health, what we know as of now. Joining me is Dr. James Lee. He's the medical director of the Henry Mayo Newhall Roberta G. Velos Cardiac Cath Lab and Cardiac Rehab, and he's a UCLA medicine physician. Dr. Lee, it's a pleasure to have you join us today as our experience with COVID increases, and we're learning more about the potential complications and outcomes What can you tell us about COVID-19 and heart health? Thank you so much for this opportunity and having me here. And when this virus first came out, we thought that this was an infection that mainly affected the lung. But what we're learning now is that it's much more complicated than that. And this virus, we all know, enters through our eyes, nose, and mouth. And this is why it's so important for us to stay protected. But the cardiac involvement is is very complicated because as of now, even with all the number of patients who have gotten sick, we still can't predict who or how severely someone has to be sick to actually have cardiac complications because we're seeing people of multiple age ranges and even patients with no prior cardiac conditions have involvement of the heart after they get this viral infection. The other issues is that we're seeing so many variations of how this virus can affect the heart. So we're seeing that it can affect how the heart pumps blood flow to the rest of the body. We're seeing that it can cause inflammation along the heart muscle tissue. It can also damage the blood vessels, the inner lining. This is an area we call the endothelium, which keeps our entire circulation in balance. And when this virus overwhelms the body, it can even affect causing blood clots in the circulation. It can trigger heart attacks and even cause permanent heart muscle damage and scar tissue formation. The other thing that we're also seeing is that it triggers abnormal heart rhythms. And of course, the most dreaded complications we're noticing is the compromise of the respiratory system, which is directly linked to the heart that leads to patients being on ventilators and eventually patients can even develop cardiac arrest. A couple things that have come out in the headlines in the newspapers that many patients may have noticed is that there are some prominent athletes who have come down with the coronavirus and we're noticing that early exercise or physical activity can be dangerous if the coronavirus actually affects the heart. So you're seeing some famous football players being told that they'll have to stay out of the entire season once they're noted to have cardiac involvement. We're noticing that there can be delayed complications, there can be immediate complications related to the heart. And the main issue is understanding that this is something that the doctors are still learning about, so it's very important to have close follow-up even after recovering from the illness. We are also seeing some information come up from studies looking at patients who have recovered that some of these heart issues are presenting weeks after the infection, but in other patients, it can be months after they've recovered from the infection. And this is what's very complicated because we don't always see that type of pattern with other types of viral illnesses. But the type of infection that affects the heart that we worry about is a condition called myocarditis or perimyocarditis. And this is a complicated term where 
some type of reaction is occurring that leads to inflammation not only in the heart muscle tissue or the outer lining of the heart. And this could lead to a whole host of symptoms. In a very severe scenario, it actually causes something called a cardiomyopathy, which is where the heart muscle tissue actually weakens. Dr. Lee, this is absolutely fascinating. And as we're talking about what's now being termed these long hauler complications, and we're learning more about its effect on various parts of the body, really, I'd like for you to briefly go over some really important red flags and signs that someone should seek possible immediate care if they've had COVID, they have rested at home, maybe they didn't have it very severely, but then maybe a few weeks later, something crops up. What is it that they should be looking for, whether they had pre-existing conditions for their heart beforehand anyway? What should they be looking for? And while you're telling us that, how are you utilizing telehealth if people have questions about this for heart conditions or even people with pre-existing heart conditions? How are you utilizing telehealth to help them with some of these things and help to discern whether it's an emergent condition or not? So in general, it can get very confusing because some of the general symptoms during the initial infection, it's hard to know whether the heart is involved, but we know that patients will initially experience symptoms that may remind them of even the flu or the common cold, such as fever, fatigue, body aches, myalgias, a sore throat, some respiratory symptoms. But when it comes to the heart, the symptoms that we look for is chest discomfort. And that could be in all different types of forms. Some people may feel it as a pain. Some people may feel a pressure, a burning sensation, but anything along the upper chest, sometimes the symptoms may feel very severe when patients try to take a deep breath, or the symptoms may actually worsen based on certain types of positions. So if they feel very uncomfortable when they try to lay down, or they feel like they can't breathe when they're laying down to try to go to sleep, uh, these are signs that are very important to alert the doctor to. The other type of symptoms that we look for is the heart feeling like it's beating irregularly and that could present in different ways. People can have a sensation of a fluttering, a beat inside their heart or the heart can actually feel like it's racing or pounding and these are symptoms that could suggest that the patient could be developing abnormal heart rhythms. If there is significant cardiac involvement, the breathing will actually become significantly worse. So it'd be difficult to breathe. And of course, oxygen levels can decrease. So these days, a lot of patients are even monitoring their own oxygen levels at home or checking their temperature and their blood pressure. So if they see very abnormal fluctuations in those basic vital signs, these are also things to look out for when it comes to the heart. In terms of telehealth, we are using telehealth. We're not fully utilizing telehealth visits as long as a patient has had resolution of fevers and the symptoms have fairly improved. There are criteria where the patient is considered still safe to be seen in person. So it's important for all patients to review CDC guidelines, LA County of Health information on the websites. But telehealth is a very new emerging tool that's been effective in us reaching patients who are still in a state where they're not healthy enough to come to the office. And during those encounters, we are able to visibly see how comfortable they are breathing. Some patients, as I said, are able to even relay their vital signs 
I even have a lot of patients who have now purchased uh, home heart monitors where they can actually send me EKG tracings through the computer. And there are a lot of really new, great monitors, whether it's in the form of a smartwatch or these small little devices that you could keep in your pocket or your purse, and you just put your thumb on and it could even take a six-lead EKG. And so there are a lot of tools that we implement in conjunction with just being able to visibly see someone through our computer to assess someone's physical status. And sometimes we have to make that tough choice of whether the patient has to be seen in the office to further evaluate them with other medical tools and testing. Wow. So much information, so much education you've given us here today, Dr. Lee, with all of this in mind. What are some important things that you would like listeners to know if they have pre-existing heart issues, whether it's high blood pressure or heart disease or diabetes or any of these things, what would you like them to know about these after effects, the possible effects of COVID-19 on their health and why this continuum of care, taking their blood pressure medications, knowing their numbers, keeping in touch with their doctors, why this continuum of care is more important than ever. And please offer your best advice. So we know that this virus likes to prey on patients who are at higher risk. So it's very important. We are literally in a battle with this virus. And in order to strengthen our defenses, when you have pre-existing conditions, you're automatically considered a higher risk patient for complications related to the virus if you were to be infected. So in order to minimize the risk, it's critical to keep your medical conditions stable and well controlled with your doctor. Avoiding or delaying care could lead to further complications. We saw this early on during the pandemic. We actually did a research study where we looked at the statistics of how many people were avoiding medical care or delaying, and we saw that there were less heart attacks coming into the hospital, but when patients did present, they were actually sicker or had higher risk of complications. And we even had some patients wait an entire week after their heart attack to then show up to the hospital. And this is very dangerous. So I can't emphasize how important it is to continue following up with your regular physicians to make sure your medical issues are very well controlled and to get as much advice on how to maintain your nutritional status, your immune system, your basic lifestyle habits so that the overall risk if you were to get sick could be minimized. And in general, it's very important because once you wait till you get sick, unfortunately, it's very hard to offset those complications at that point. So you really want to prepare and do everything you can beforehand. Thank you so much, Dr. Lee. What great information and so important for many of us to hear at this time. Thank you for joining us and sharing your incredible expertise. If you have concerns, we encourage you to check the Henry Mayo website at henrymayo.com and click on the virus link at the top of the page for more information. That concludes this episode of It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital podcasts. And please share this show with your friends and family on your social channels because we are learning from the experts at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital together. And this is information that everybody needs to hear. This is Melanie Cole. Stay safe.